right now, though, in the 1950s, two pilots from the Royal New Zealand Air Force joined Australian ranks to fly jets in the Korean War. The 27th of July this year, which is, what, Thursday next week, marks the 70th anniversary of the war's armistice. To tell us the story of Max Scannell from Christchurch and Vance Drummond from Hamilton, I'm joined by Simon Moody, who's research curator at the Air Force Museum of New Zealand. Hi there, Simon. Kia ora, Jesse. There'll be a few people listening thinking, ah, I don't remember a story of New Zealand pilots in the Korean War. These two began as New Zealand pilots, but were in fact fighting for other air forces, right? That's right. Um, yeah, as a museum, we obviously tell the story of the Royal New Zealand Air Force primarily, but we also look at um, New Zealanders who served with other air forces during conflict as well. And sometimes they bring up some really interesting stories and um, really fascinating um, little facts that uh, people won't be generally aware of. What role did New Zealand play in the Korean War? Well, New Zealand actually played quite a significant role in the Korean War. Um, as part of the ground forces, we supplied K-Force, which was almost 5,000 strong, consisting of New Zealand Army soldiers, and they were part of the British Commonwealth Division that served there. There were also Royal New Zealand Navy frigates too, um, so about 1,200 men served on those frigates um, during the war itself and on peacekeeping duties. Uh, whereas the Air Force um, had a relatively modest contribution, uh, at that time it was relatively small um, and largely confined its activities to flying um, personnel, freight and things like mail in and out of Japan. So how did you get interested in the story of these two in particular, Max and Vance? Well, I was actually looking for a kind of Anzac Day story, something that had a kind of trans-Tasman element to it. And I discovered that we had um, Max Scannell's medals and logbooks in our collection here in the archive. And um, so I did a little bit of digging around and then um, discovered his story, which led on to the story of Vance Drummond as well. But we must remember that these are not the only New Zealanders flying in Korea. There were um, others flying with the Americans and with the British Fleet Air Arm as well. But I really focused on these because of that Anzac sort of connection. Well, tell me about Max Scannell from Christchurch. So Max um, Max joined the Air Force uh, as a pilot during the Second World War. He flew two tours of operations in the Pacific as one of our fighter pilots, and he stayed in the Air Force at the end of the war. But the Air Force was very much trimmed down and stripped down to a fraction of the size it had been during the war, and um, he actually found himself doing um, fire-watching duties on the central North Island, um, the forestry there, um, which was a bit of a sort of letdown after being a fighter pilot, you know, in the, in the war itself. Yes. Um, but the interesting part of the story is that he uh, managed to get his hands on a Gloucester Meteor jet that was sent down to New Zealand for sort of trials, evaluation and demonstrations. Um, and he made a number of flights in those according to his logbook. And um, so he must have thought, well, what am I doing here when I could be flying one of these? Mm. So he applied to join the Royal Air Force in the UK and um, ended up becoming a very, very proficient Meteor pilot. Um, with one of the fighter squadrons, 257, over in the UK. So when the war broke out, he was posted uh, by the RAF to assist the Australians who were converting number 77 squadron, Royal Australian Air Force, to Gloucester Meteors from P-51 Mustang fighters. 
And so Max was sent out to Korea to help instruct the Australians uh, how to fly them. And that's how he ended up flying the Meteor in Korea. And we'll come to how they got on uh, shortly, but should yeah. also mention Vance Drummond, who, who was also at the number 77 squadron, yes? Yes, so um, Vance is another New Zealander. He came from Hamilton, your hometown. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, he, um, he actually had a brother who also served uh, in the Air Force. He unfortunately was killed in 1941 um, serving with the Royal Air Force. But Vance joined late in the war and wanted to become a navigator. He um, didn't finish his training, unfortunately, um, because the war ended. And so he joined the New Zealand Army and went off back to the Far East, or up to the Far East uh, to become part of the J-Force Occupation Force of Japan after the war. Um, but he still had this yearning to fly. And so in 1949, he applied to join the Royal Australian Air Force and found himself in Korea not that long after as a qualified pilot flying P-51 Mustangs with 77 Squadron. So, yeah, the Mustangs were already ageing in the early 1950s. They moved on to these newer Gloucester Meteor jets, but when it came to combat in the air, the uh, Meteors were were pretty outclassed by what they were up against, yes? Well, yes. Um, Unfortunately, in the Korean War, everybody had a bit of a shock in 1950 when this small, sleek, silver dart of an aeroplane called MiG-15, a Soviet design, um, was deployed for the first time. And uh, they usually had very experienced Russian-Soviet pilots um, uh, who were, because this was basically a proxy war between the East and the West, um, and the, the, uh, basically the MiG-15 outclassed pretty much everything in the sky with a couple of exceptions. And we've got to bear in mind the Gloucester Meteor was designed during World War II. It was one of the very first jets to go into operational service. Um, and it was really getting a bit long on the tooth. So they converted to these um, Meteor jets in 1951, and they didn't really meet the MiGs uh, in anger uh, initially. They saw them from a distance, um, but on the 1st of December 1951, all of that changed when they were basically uh, flying into enemy territory over a place called Suchong, and uh, the squadron was bounced or attacked by between 30 and 50 MiGs, is estimated by Max Scannell, but um, we don't know how many. Um, and a really confused dogfight um, ensued. Now, we've got to bear in mind, they didn't have guided missiles or heat-sinking missiles or you know sidewinders. This is all done with cannons and machine guns, just like World War II and World War One. So you've got all these jets whizzing around, attacking each other. And the meteors... Um, actually managed to shoot one um, of the MiGs down. Uh, it was shot down by an Australian pilot. And then a number of others managed to shoot uh, at another one and damage it. So that became a squadron kill. And Max was actually one of the pilots that hit it. So you could argue he's possibly the first New Zealand pilot to score an aerial kill or share in an mm-hmm. aerial kill of a jet fighter um, in another jet. So... Um, you know, jet-to-jet combat. I've had a look at photos of the Gloucester Meteor and these MiGs. Um, the main difference seems to be, obviously from a layperson's viewpoint, is the shape of the wings. The MiGs were That's sort right. of angled backwards. Yeah, so the swept wing design was becoming very popular at this time, um, but it was it was uh, so much more aerodynamically efficient and made it so much more manoeuvrable. Um, and in fact, uh, the they may have shot down two of the MiGs, but they lost three of their own aircraft 
One was shot down uh, outright, uh, two others ejected and became prisoners of war. And one of those was New Zealand's advanced Drummond. Um, advanced Drummond. So, yeah, um, it was really a bit of a loss for the Australian squadron. Um, and it highlighted the deficiencies of the, uh, the meteor in combat with something as modern as the MiG. And in fact, at the end of the year, at Christmas, um, they wryly sort of remarked when asked uh, what they wanted for Christmas, all we want is our wings swept back. Yeah. Because what? they wanted modern, more modern aircraft, basically, yeah. that could match the enemy one. Uh, brave characters, obviously. What Very ended up happening yeah. to, to Vance and Max? So, um, Max's last um, act really with the squadron was to actually go out searching for Vance and the other pilot who'd been um, shot down. Um, and he spent a couple of days involved in that before um, shipping back out to the UK, um, where he went on to have a very, very distinguished career in the Royal Air Force, reaching the rank of Air Commodore, getting an OBE, and uh, he died in Christchurch in 1985. Vance spent 21 months in a prisoner of war camp in North Korea, which, as you're probably aware, would not have been a very pleasant no, experience gosh. at all. Um, and he was repatriated in 1953, a couple of months after the end of the war. Uh, he continued in the Royal Australian Air Force and um, went back onto fighters and went on to serve in the Vietnam War as well as a fighter controller, forward air, um, air controller. So he was basically flying into dangerous areas, directing um, uh, strike aircraft into attack enemy positions. And he did 381 missions during the Vietnam War, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, but his story sadly ends um, quite tragically because in 1967, um, having reached the rank of wing commander, he was flying uh, an exercise uh, with several other aircraft um, in a Mirage jet off the coast of Newcastle. And um, inexplicably, he just dived away into some cloud. There was no radio chatter. There was no ejection. And he simply disappeared. And no trace of his aircraft were ever, was ever found. And to this day, we don't know exactly what happened, but it could have been something like a medical event or becoming unconscious suddenly in a stall or, or G-forces or whatever. We just don't know. And so sadly, um, Vance's uh, remains were never found. Just quickly, Simon, before we go, um, 70 years on, you have some um, objects featured at the Air Force Museum. How do people see them? Well, yeah, we display uh, Max's medals um, very frequently. They go on rotation. Um, and we also have his uh, logbooks available in our research area as well for researchers to use. Vance is commemorated on our memorial wall, like all the other New Zealanders who lost their life in Air Force service. And finally, um, if you want to know a little bit more and a little bit more detail, um, if you look on our website, there's a blog on there that tells the story of these two gentlemen and what they did with the Australian Air Force in their Gloucester Meteor jets. Fantastic. Research Curator at Air Force Museum of New Zealand, Simon Moody, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you very much for having me on the programme.